Um, I did do genital piercings. Uh oh. I'm not here for your entertainment. You don't really want to mess with me tonight. Just stop and take a second. I was fine before you walked into my. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vag Dialogues. I'm your host, Claire Sampson, and I have with me the lovely Ann Todd Karkowski with me. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I will never, ever get Ann Todd out of my head. I've tried. Well, thank you. (laughs) And so I think it was last year, I think I finally put your real last name in my phone. So You still call me Ann Todd. I can. Okay. Or Bob. Or Bob. Yes. We'll have to tell that story this evening. That's a good story. It is a good story. So speaking of why I call you Ann Todd, do you remember when we met? Uh, If you want to go back 24. Five years? Something like that. Yeah. Getting close Uh, to 25. Not quite. Yeah, I kind of remember. So tell us about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I was eight, and I remember we lived in the town of Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. and your father became the pastor of my church. Yes. And I don't remember exactly when we met or like Mm -hmm. the exact moment or like what, you know, what, you know, the whatever. But um, all I remember was you were the new girl and Mm -hmm. we grew up in a really small town and this town had like, what, 500 people in it or something. Something like that. So our class, my class alone, your class was, what, 30 people, not even. Oh, no, I think. Maybe even like 20 people. I think we were under, I think we were under 20 Okay. I was little, maybe right. 22 right. at most. So yeah. like anytime there was a new girl, everybody mm-hmm. knew it and yeah. it was um, a pretty big deal. So um, I do remember Claire being the new girl and um, she lived just down the street from me mm-hmm. and it you know, went to my same church and found out she was the same, you know, same grade as me. So um, I just think we kind of... I don't know, just because we, you know, live so close and right. same grade, we just kind of hit it off. and Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, especially when you only have, you know, like maybe, you know, 20 people to choose from. Right. <laughs> there aren't that many people. You, you kind of become friends with, you know, pretty much everybody. Well, so. and I think there weren't a lot of town girls. That's right. I said town girls because we lived in the sticks. <laughs> so the number of people that lived in town, I really only remember you, me, and Kelly being the only three girls that lived like within walking distance. Right. That's girls. True. Right. Who They weren't farmers or. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Clint lived down the hill. Right. He was pretty much across the street from me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good friend of ours. And That's cute. Across the street. By across the street, she means across the street in like a hill that if you slipped, you would break your neck. <laughs> I mean, it was like straight down He's drop. sledding down that hill. <laughs> oh my God. I know. And I ran over a tree. Oops. So, yes. Fun times. So anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Small town and it was yeah pretty much the three of us. Yeah. And uh, doing your typical kid thing. I remember we used to hang out at the church a lot. Yes. A sneak lot. around we could steal food from the the church fridge probably old expired food probably um rollerblading oh yeah in the church in the church in the basement yes that might have happened a um, lot in the parking lot <laughs> yeah there were marks on the sidewalk from the church so elizabeth is this tiny little town in northern illinois it's like the last little town if you blink you miss before you get to galena there's like a huge gigantic hill and the church in this town is on this big huge gigantic hill and Anne's house is actually behind the church and up the hill. Yes. Because it's gigantic. And so because if you're rollerblading on a hill, it's a little <laughs> bit hard to stop. So there were like rubber marks from my blades 
around the corner because I would come out the front door and go down around the church. So, like, there are marks there from rollerblading. And they were there for a long time yeah, on the sidewalk. I remember that. And I remember, you know, yeah, like you said, we li- I lived on a huge hill. Right. Like, my house is up on a hill. Mm-hmm. But then once we got down our driveway, which was pretty much a 45-degree angle driveway, yeah. then there was another huge hill to get down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, it was Poplar Street. Yeah, Poplar so Street. So there was yeah. one big hill, and then you had the landing, and right. then you had another hill that went down to where right. you lived. Right. So I remember one time I was... Um, I was biking, and I was kind of an adventurous kid. No, I've always been kind of adventurous. (laughs) Um, And I had my bike, and it was raining, and I decided to go down this hill because I was going to go do something or whatever. And um, so I didn't realize when it's raining and the bike breaks, they become slick, so you don't actually have brakes anymore. (laughs) So I'm going down the hill, and once I realized I didn't have brakes, and I was going full speed down this hill, I freaked out and decided to kamikaze off the bike. Oh, no. And did a headfirst slide into the gravel on one of those hills. Oh, ouch. Yes. And that was actually the first time I did that. Yes, I did it twice (laughs) (laughs) to learn my lesson. Um, That was a little different situation. But, I, yeah, definitely those hills in Elizabeth and rollerblading. And that was so much fun. My only accident on that hill was... Apparently, we thought it was a good idea to go sledding in the cow pasture. So, Oh, I remember this. So my house, if you're driving down this big hill, my house is on the street. And then behind the street is a big hill. And, like, the houses are, like, in a U-shape from, like, down across my house. If you turn, like, right down the street, down the hill, or across the hill, um, or, or across and back up the hill, up to Ann's house. But in between that, so there's, like, one row of houses and then where, you know, you'd have, like, a field out in, the, out in like, the suburbs that would have electrical wires. There was a cow pasture because, you know what? Hickville. Exactly. And this this was not just, I mean, this was a barbed wire fence. I it's, remember this. Yes, yeah. it's a barbed wire fence. So my sister had this friend, and I don't really remember who it was. I don't either. Tamara. Tamara. Yes, it was oh Tamara. We decided we should go sledding down this cow pasture because why the hell not? There's nothing else to do. We had barely lived there. I'm talking like three, four months when we lived at the, in there because yeah. it's winter, and yeah, we moved that. right before Thanksgiving. And... So we decided to do this. I'm on the back of this big toboggan. Well, there's so much snow that I get wishboned as we're going down this hill. And it's a huge, huge thing. And for some reason, I didn't bail. And I couldn't walk. Like, I couldn't get up because everything was so, like, I was hurt so bad. So they had to call the ambulance. And they had to, like, they were trying to figure out how to get me out of the barbed wire fence. They're like, "Um, how did you get in here? And we're like, we climbed. Like normal people. (laughs) Like kids do. We climbed like kids do. And so they, yeah, they wound up like putting me on a stretcher and covering me with a blanket and like getting me um, through there. And it turns out like I didn't dislocate or anything, which is good. Um, Figured out I was double jointed (laughs) at that point. (laughs) Ouch. A skill that is still handy, right? Right. Sure. (laughs) Side note, but um, (laughs) it's still a good thing. But yeah, no, that was definitely, that was, that was my only injury on the hill that I remember. I'm sure I derfed on it multiple times because, you know, you can only go down that hill. And, you know, I remember this happening and I don't think I was actually there, but I remember like going sledding, I think after this happened or I was supposed to meet you guys up. And um, I just remember like something had happened with you. And so I remember going to your house afterwards and going to see how you're doing. And your mom's like, no, Claire's not feeling really good. She can't talk right now. I was like. Oh, sad face. <laughs> like, well, okay, Claire can't come play, whatever. And okay. we only lived in Elizabeth about 18 months. And yeah, then, I remember. Yeah, you were pretty new. Yeah, because yeah, I for um, half of fourth grade, all of fifth grade, and then we moved in between fifth and sixth. And I moved away, Alina, which was not too far away. Mm-hmm. And we continued to hang out throughout junior high here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every few months, like down in the summer and stuff. We must have talked on the phone or something. 
I think we did. We always, I think, yeah, we always just kept in contact right. back in the day when, you know, internet mm-hmm. was not really a thing. And, yeah, definitely yeah, we, not we talk junior on high. The phone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then high school, Anne moved to Lena, which yeah. was hooray. Twist of fate. And, right. Uh, I, yeah, I remember that because, well, when you moved to Lena, you know, that's about, what, a half hour from Elizabeth. Right, exactly. Another small town, a little bit bigger, but right. still small, about, what, 3,000 people maybe? Something like that. Yeah. 2,500. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I remember when you moved. 65 people in our class. Yeah. And I remember, you know, and I remember that was also when Kelly had moved too. So right. I, I felt kind of alone because I'm like, oh, my, because you, know, you guys were my best friends. Then. Right. So I'm like, oh, I don't have anybody now to hang out with. Right. You know, at least these were my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we kept in contact. Right. And um, I, me- I do remember visiting. I remember yeah. going, like, to the parsonage and yeah. um, the pool. A lot of late nights going to the pool. Oh, my God. Do you remember the first time I visited? Yes. All the boys were like, oh, my God, it's oh, I never, and, uh, you know, how old was I? Like, 14 no God, maybe probably 12 like or 13 yeah, yeah. like and then i remember all these boys were like oh my god disgusting horny kids well you know <laughs> and and is they wanted to meet, meet me in the house that new little person. playhouse yeah oh god that? Yes. what's his what was that guy's what's oh that kid's name god. he was in our class oh, he was casey. casey solace oh jesus christ that's he's, right he was something else for all you people from back home we're gonna throw you under the bus yeah so my first experience of lena was visiting you and, and getting hit yes. on by these in um, dan trost yes you remember that and they yes. were like hounding me and dan like, trost or dan smiley dan trost dan trost yeah yeah okay so, anyways, yeah. um, stupid. Whoops. Pre-adolescent. <laughs> um, Fresh meat. It was like yeah. it was like the similar to when I moved to Elizabeth, but different because now it was boys versus girls and much yeah. older or a little yeah. bit older. So, it changes yeah. the whole dynamic. So yeah, I do. Remember, I remember visiting you, and then twist of fate. You know, I was I was um, going into high school, mm-hmm. and my father changed jobs and he was we were to move to a place called a town called sandwich illinois mm-hmm. my dad had a job and he was gonna you know he had me already registered for classes there ready to go to high school and my dad ended up getting a job opened in lena yeah and as a high school principal if anybody <laughs> if we were meant to be friends you we know were that, meant right? to be friends oh that's the thing this, <laughs> our story keeps evolving because then like my dad then gets transferred yeah my between junior and senior year and i went to live with you guys for a year right exactly. i lived with the todds for a whole year which yeah. was awesome and then we both decided to go to college away and not yeah. anywhere near each other true you true. know well kind of i mean yeah. i went to lewis you went to u of i and um we didn't see each other very much and i don't remember talking a ton like every couple months yeah college we kind of did our own thing yeah like i went down to visit you once yeah and and what was it we saw um it was uh, uh brian's my one of the girls yes. in my class amy remember that he was dating yeah Brian. Brian. The, yeah yep, we, we drove down we together to see, okay yeah so yeah we um yeah we didn't we didn't I mean, we, we didn't see each other a lot when I was in, when we were both in college. Right. Maybe but... in summer more than anything. Right. Well, because right. I kind of stopped going back to Lena. Yeah. I didn't have a reason to. Yeah. And after my, yeah. my sophomore year of college, I didn't go back to Lena much. I, yeah. I lived down in Champaign. Yeah. After going time, to a so. wedding, the next time I was back in Lena was, I think, your grandma's funeral. Like, that's how long in between. So from like 2004 until but, yeah, grandma's parent, passed. I mean, it makes sense. Well, your parents don't right. live there anymore. My, you know, my parents do. So my grandmother still lived there. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and you know, I had reasons to go back, but you know, the older you get, the right. less likely I am to go right. there or at least, you know, know or talk to the people that we went to high school right. with. And yeah. And I think, so you know, you even had, yourself. you even had more twists of fate than after that. Cause then you wound up getting a job in Naperville. Yes. Which was a town over, you know, and I think that's when we really us. like reconnected again. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, moved up to Naperville after I graduated from college, moved up there with my my boyfriend at the time <laughs> and uh we started hanging out a lot more yeah 
then that fizzled out. And then I yeah. introduced you to, to Timmy. Yeah. And you always wanted to be my matchmaker. I did. And I was always like, no, I don't want to. Which is funny because I didn't intentionally up... set you up with Tim. I know. And this was like definitely, <laughs> actually you were trying to set me up with somebody else I that was night. trying to set you up with somebody and else. And I ended up seeing Tim and, um, it was and all over from there. It was, yeah. All history from there. Yeah. So. Do you remember that at my bachelorette party we had oh my god this is creepy okay creepy things you know i i believe in stuff that's supernatural and you know you know that kind of psychic you know that kind of stuff um but this was a little weird this was was weird just because it was personal i think yeah um yeah i remember it was claire's bachelor party and i don't remember a lot of it because i had too much of a good time which right you know, it's pretty much most of my twenties. <laughs> right. Um, but anyways, I, uh, we, Claire had a psychic and it was my turn. And at the time I was dating this guy and I had been dating him for like, what, eight, nine years, Something like, like a long, that. long time. Since, since my, freshman my year high school, school, my high school sweetheart, we were kind of off and on in, mm-hmm. in college. Um, but at the time, what was I, it was probably, I think it was a junior or senior college. Yeah. We were 21. right? Yeah. 21. Yeah. Or so, you just turned 22. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, so I saw the psychic and the psychic's like, um, so I see in your future that you're going to marry somebody whose first name begins with T and I'm like, well, I'm dating a guy named Andy. And I think you guys had like a wedding and, account. Yeah. Already started. Like we, yeah. we had already, you know, I thought he was the one and mm-hmm. you know, it, it was, I wasn't, you know, that I thought that was it, you know, right. and, um, our, our relationship was really serious at the time and, uh. Yeah, so I'm like, T, who the, who the fuck so, would I date? You know, I, right. I'm like, whatever, this lady is crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> and so anyways, um, I end up marrying a guy whose name starts T. with a T. I thought it was funny when yeah. she said T because I totally made fun of you. I'm like, you're going to marry Tony Weston. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you guys were my going to school. Arch the, enemy. Your arch enemy. Yeah. It's, a, it's funny that he became your arch enemy because he was my arch enemy for a long time. And then he became mine. And then he became yours. And now See, that's he why has, we're best friends, because I right? took over that. Right? And, and now he has movies on the internet about, you know, his, his doctoral practice. So. His, <laughs> his gynecology His practice? gynecology. Family practice with gynecological specialties or and some this shit like that. I didn't know what a douching was. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> We're going to have to tell this story, and I'm sorry for everyone at home. <laughs> this was before these, my time in Lena. This but. is before Anne's time. So we had this kid, and small towns have lots of politics. Lots of politics, right? And Tony worked very hard. I'm going to throw that out there. He, he did. was a studier. He worked very hard. Kid had zero common sense. So we're sitting in class, and we're at study hall. It's like eighth period, eighth grade. And we're sitting in class, and we, we we're, people are working on homework, and we're sitting there, and Tony is sitting there, and he looks over at Brandon Diffenderfer and goes, hey, what's douche? And he's like, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> you know, starts laughing. He's like, Tony, I'll tell you later. Don't worry about it. No, seriously, dude, what's douche? And, like, um, BJ Russell was sitting there, a couple other people. I know those two specific were there. Because Brandon was like, dude, shut the hell up. He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and our teacher at the time, um, Mrs. Murphy was our teacher. She was the health, um, or she was our health and one of the gym teachers. Yeah. Um, she was, she like had been out in the hallway kind of talking to her. And then all of a sudden she starts poking her head and he's like, what's douche guys? And like everyone's starting to giggle and be like, dude, Tony will tell you later. He's like, what's douche? Isn't it German? Doesn't that, isn't that what it means? It means German. <laughs> it's, it's Deutsch, Tony. It's Deutsch. Douche is something <laughs> entirely different. But oh, what God. is it? Why won't you guys tell me? He was just, just like, you are the douche. Right? 
finally, I think the t- I can't remember the teacher came back in, but he was so animate. What's douche? It means German, right? No, oh no, it doesn't. It just he was so loud about it too. It wasn't like hey, hey. It was like hey, what's douche? And he is now, ladies, a gynecologist. And now he now people people let him let him look at their vaginas. Yes, and he helps you birth children. Right? Ugh. He sticks his hand up in there. Ugh. Oh my goodness! I'm sure now he's well acquainted with what douche means. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you at home, it does not mean German. <laughs> Google it. That's what the interwebs are for. <laughs> oh, oh, good times. God. Alrighty. So um, I have another fun question that we start with people that are here. We have you pick something. So I'm going to ask you to pick a Hemsworth. Oh. Hmm. Chris. Chris. A by far. Like, by not far. even doing a thing about that one. Why? Well, he's Thor. <laughs> Fair enough. And he's attractive. Yes. And he did not date Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and he did not date Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and he did not date Miley Cyrus. Um, he doesn't yeah, have no, he's, he's the hiv. Yeah, I would definitely, yeah. Chris, Chris, all the way. Chris Hemsworth, yep. all the way? Yep. Would you make him cut the hair? Or or could he keep the hair if he's wearing the Thor he, costume? Um, yeah, the Thor costume makes <laughs> a huge difference. <laughs> it does. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, cut the hair. I'm not a big long hair kind of person. Not so much. But he can keep the facial hair. Okay. I like the beard. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, not long hair. Yeah. He can rock the beard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then wear the, you know, costume. Wear the costume all the time or just in the bedroom. (laughs) Well, yeah. Anywhere. Okay. (laughs) It's all of those things. Anytime is a good time. Oh, for sure. Um, what do you eat on your Chipotle burrito? Um, I do not eat the burrito, like the tortilla part, but black beans. Um, I am a big chicken person. Are you a bowl person then or a salad? I do the bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I always, I get the brown rice and, uh, always salsa, guacamole, um, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of sour cream. Oh, gotcha. You pay the extra for the guacamole. Yes, I do. I do. I I enjoy their guacamole. Um, It's awesome. The corn. The corn. Yep. And then that's it. That's it. Yep. Do you have any other crazy Claire stories? I know we've already talked about some. Oh my God. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we can do just one podcast on just stories. And you know what? Honestly, a lot of the crazy stuff we've done or you've done, Mm -hmm. it all involved lots of alcohol. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of, they're a little bit um, jagged memories, I suppose. Yes. Were you there for the peach schnapps incident of 98? Was is this the time that we were walking in the park and we got yes yes you know I was just thinking about the story and your sister yes was was she was dating that guy I don't know if she was dating or she was just or like, she was dating his older brother right I don't know they went to, she went to homecoming with him or something like that oh, okay okay yeah I remember we were way too young yes and of course being you know what fifteen year olds we decide yes. ooh our liquor choices get us schnapps. Peach schnapps. Peach schnapps, yeah. Um, We drank pretty much all of it in a public park. Yes. In the dark. It was you, me, Shannon? Maybe. I know Kristen was there. Kristen was there. Yes. And I'm the one who walked around with it because I thought it was tough shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, if I get caught, whatever. You know, I I don't want you guys to get in trouble. Because I, you know, was cooler than, yeah, everybody up at that point. Um, Yeah, and then... We snuck somehow snuck in your house. Yes, with your parents there. Yes, totally act cool. Right, and we hid in the basement the rest right. of the night and drank more peach schnapps. I thought we had another bottle of something. Maybe I think we handed it through the window in the basement. Like oh, a couple people went in. Yeah, and, like, I, I thought we got more than just one bottle. Maybe 
Yeah. Oh Do, my God. That was, I, I, we were freshmen in high school. We were freshmen in high school. And that was like fall of freshman year. Yeah. Like when I had first moved to Lena. Yes. And yeah. do you remember when uh, Kristen thought the light was saying Yokiro Taco Bell to her? No, I tried to block that all out. <laughs> I remember that kind of stuff. <laughs> the next morning we yeah, got up and went but to, that's all she would say it is. We got up and went to um, Bible study the next morning with Dan. Oh my God. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we did. And but Dan would have been totally oh, okay with he it. He thought like, it was hilarious. Cause we all had sunglasses we were, on. Like we were hungover, you know, from a bottle of peach schnapps among six people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. see. I don't even remember being drunk, but you know, no. at that age, you're like, "Oh, I'm so cool. I got some booze, and you, I have a you like up, pretend you know? you're drunk." Yeah, and then I drank kind of what it was. I drank one other time, Jack Daniels and Dr Pepper out at Eels's farm with my sister. Oh, and then I did not drink again until we grad till the till the graduation, like yeah. graduation. You know, I didn't drink a whole lot in high school. I mean, I did a little bit, but like I had to be really careful because my dad was the high school principal. Right. And, you know, it was a small town where it gets around. So, you know, you have to, like, kind of pick your groups carefully mm-hmm. and um, it, it, where it does get back around. Um, so, you know, I was I, would, I didn't do, like, a ton of drinking. I did mm-hmm. a little bit. And if I did, it was when I went back to Elizabeth to visit. Right. Um, so my parents weren't even in the same town yeah. anymore. So, yeah. yeah. It wasn't until graduation that I got shit-faced. See, and I didn't even do that either. Yeah. There yeah, was a group remember, of, like. honestly, like, what I did. 12 of us something like that went to james's house oh god it was it james's or jenny eakers no we were supposed to go to jenny eakers because it was her birthday and we were all gonna uh, camp and get drunk but like we showed up and she was like smashed yeah. we'd set up tents and stuff out like at her place oh, see i didn't i didn't go to that i probably was hanging out with my boyfriend yeah <laughs> we didn't go there either we wound up going a bunch like like everyone's gonna go there i don't even know who stayed out at jenny's we went to jenny or went back to Kristen's the next day for a bonfire uh, but graduation night we wound up back at james mcgowan's house and got well, you weren't you kind of like dating. I was gonna him? not go into that part. We weren't dating. No, 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 no. We weren't dating. Oh, at all. you were kind of like. Well, never mind. Um, things may have perspired that evening. That quotes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quotes perspired. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't gonna go down that path, but you opened the door. <laughs> um, yes, things. You may... Want to talk about crazy Claire stories? <laughs> That's that would one be of them. one of them, and the other date <laughs> that's a whole nother yeah. mess that, other, that's a whole nother other podcast boys in her life yes <laughs> there's yeah. a couple of them but um yeah no that was that was the thing because i would i would like someone very much but i never was making i would never first move person ever and i never thought he, and i don't like let, let's see he wasn't interested in dating me and that's okay that's things happened but that's just what happened and that's one of those things like we liked each other we were friends it wasn't like a necessarily a specific like i'm gonna date you thing right uh, i was overserved and you're here yeah you know and then um it happened another time actually when i went back to (laughs) him so uh yeah oh which is funny because he's short (laughs) (laughs) he's really short he's like what five foot four I think he's five eight, but like okay, I'm five eight and a half barefoot. Yeah. So like if I wore shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not your type. You know, whatever. and I'm I'm Claire Heitler over here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you must be this tall to ride. So it's even funnier <laughs> still. Um, but funny. you know, I like people that are funny and charming and fit that bill. I guess so. But and they yeah. have to be tall. They have to be tall, handsome with green eyes. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Sounds about my MO. <laughs> Always good. Well, my next question, I kind of rearranged a little bit because I think this might be a longer discussion. Uh-oh. What fact about you surprises people the most? And it doesn't have to be what we talked about earlier. If you think of something else, feel free to share. Okay. Um, 
someone met you now and you told them something, what would be the thing that from your past that they'd be like, Ugh. I think a lot of people that what surprises them about me is that I did used to be a body piercer Yes. at a head shop mm-hmm. in Urbana or Champaign-Urbana. Yeah. So did you do a lot of drunk college kids or a lot of like... Um, I did a lot of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, you know, I did uh, everything. I did navels. I did... Um, ears, noses, septums, tongues, lips, eyebrows. I did skin like surface piercings. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Kind of what gross. was um, your favorite piercing to give? My favorite? Yes. Well, the one I was really good at was my, the navel piercing. The Because all the little stupid college girls would, you know, give me 75 bucks for me to pierce them and right. I can do it in like five minutes. Right. So you imagine I, and I got paid cash. So, um, I made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause every, you know, every college kid, Oh, I'm 18. I'm not around right. my parents anymore. And so let's go get some piercings. Right. So I, yeah, it was, I, I made a good living off of that. Was there um, one that you didn't like to do like, uh, that made you nervous? Made me nervous. <laughs> right. Um, I did do genital piercings. Uh-oh. Um, so those made me a little nervous. Yeah. Um, not, well, not nervous, I guess, but, um, probably more nervous for the people getting them done. Um, I, uh, yeah. That was, um, it was uncomfortable, if anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, I knew what I was doing, and right. so it didn't really make me nervous, but I, uh, I I know they were uncomfortable, and I was uncomfortable a little bit, and uh, especially the men. Yeah. So. Did you have the, cra- what was the craziest or weirdest piercing that you were like, really dude, or really chick? Um, a lot of them were like the surface piercing. So yeah. I had a, a person who actually had like their navel pierced, but then wanted me to do surface piercings that line, like were parallel up the chest. Yeah. Okay. Kind of lined up. Male or female? Uh, male. Male. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and these were people, you know, they're kind of, that was kind of their thing, like yeah. getting all these piercings. And, um, so those, those actually scared me the most cause they were skin piercing. So yeah. they had to really take care of them. And, right. um, and a lot of these people had, um, piercings that you would never have known. Yeah. You know, that they had that, that many and that, those weird <laughs> things, but, oh goodness. um, but I, you know, another, I guess another really strange one would be like, I've done Jacob's ladder. Yeah. Um, so, that, so explain to the folks at home what a Jacob's ladder is so they don't have to Google it and get scarred for life. <laughs> um, it, it's a type of surface piercing that you use like a straight barbell, um, and, uh, you pierce the, just the skin of the shaft of the penis and you, um, d- you do multiple of these surface piercings lining up kind of like a ladder yeah. that goes up, up the, the penis. So, oh, fun. Yeah. Do you so, do all of them at the same time? No, never, never. Never. Okay. We usually, I usually did like two or three at one time. Okay. And a lot of it was because of finances too, because, um, any kind of genital piercing, right. I, we charge about a hundred dollars for oh, okay. a piercing. Gotcha. Um, so as you can imagine, a lot of these people, you know, weren't going to, you know, pop off a thousand dollars in one sitting, nor could they, you know, the, just the pain factor yeah. and the healing. We want to make sure they heal correctly with the first few when we do them, we do them in, um, in sections so. in sections how yeah. many like do they do is there space in between the barbells yeah you yeah. definitely have to space them out yeah. yeah yeah um but you can do them pretty close i mean surprisingly you know you're you're talking about maybe maybe a you know centimeter in between okay is gotcha. as close as you can get depending and, on the the anatomy gotcha <laughs> how many of them would they get up to like uh, that again then depends on the anatomy <laughs> Like, I mean, have you, I if, can't remember like a number, like, a number? Like, okay. yeah, like would yeah. 10 be inconceivable or would that be like a lot? That would be a pretty well endowed 
individual? Yes. 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 Gotcha. Well, speaking of well-endowed individuals, there have been several studies lately. This has been all <laughs> over the internet um, about penis size. This is they've done. They took a re, there was a researcher and they took all of this mass amounts of research and brought it together and have done like a definitive um, study on how big penises are. So we've got some fun facts for you. These are going to be your random facts of the day. You can spread it <laughs> off at the office tomorrow. Um, the average flaccid penis measures 3.61 inches. So, you know, that's the, that's the average flaccid. Um, in terms of girth, the average circumference of a flaccid is 3.66 inches. Hmm. So it means people are sporting some chodes out there yeah. when they're soft. <laughs> out of how many people was this? Um, this was out of 15,000. Oh, okay. 15,000 penises yeah, around the world. So that's pretty hmm. good. And then um, when we get to, um, for the erect penis, it's 5.16 inches is the average. 5.1? 5.16 inches oh. is average. I would think like maybe 5.5. 5.1. And then erect is 4.59. So you gain a lot more length, but not as much girth. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Yep. So, for example, only five men out of 100 have an erect penis longer than 6.3 inches. Really? Yes. So, yes, most (laughs) men can't measure. (laughs) Well, what's what's the standards for measurement? The standards for measurement for this one was they had to, it had to be, it had to be, it had to be done by, with, like, in the vicinity of someone else. They didn't just, like, take you for your word. They didn't measure themselves. They had, didn't okay. measure themselves. And um, this particular one that I'm looking at now does not have stretched, the stretch <laughs> length listed. But actually, um, the stretch length is something they also measured, which I find funny. Ugh. That's where you pull your dick and stretch it. Um, there's a funny BuzzFeed video um, out there too about um, the Try Guys. That's a group of people that work at BuzzFeed that like like had all the guys. They asked them to go home over the weekend and measure their penis, and they put out like a box for people to like put their their information in to try and get um, kind of a base study of how um, big they were there. It according to the BuzzFeed staff, they were slightly larger than you know the average, but you know whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the whole stretching thing. Sorry, I'm going go okay. to <laughs> <laughs> go back to this. That's okay. makes me go right ahead. my curiosity. Right? Um, so did they, like, just hold it out? Or no. Or did they actually tug? They tug. They oh. tug So, to like, tug it. to the point, like, where it hurt? I don't think to the point where or... it hurt. Just stretch it. I don't oh, have a Lord penis, so I can't. I, yeah. So I don't I'm know. just curious. Like, how far do you tug before you go, oh, okay. Right? Before it hurts. Or before your, you know what I mean? Like, right. you can... Yeah, yeah, you know, like if you tug a little bit harder on one person versus another, right? You could skew your results. So I, I think that's I a stupid, stupid. I think the doctor stretches. I don't so know. This one doctor pulled on fifteen. No, well, it's, it was done. It was done through multiple studies, and they just pulled uh, all the results. I see. But uh, but okay. in order for the studies to qualify, they had to have been measured by a second party, right? So there were st- the, there yeah. were criteria yeah. involved yeah. here with that's with how that all works. Yes. Yeah, you know. You know, I um, it wasn't. You know, I kind of read through that a little bit. The um, the association between hands and feet. Yes, uh, there was no correlation. No correct? correlation between hands and feet. They that found is, that, that that is a myth. But but how do you mm, feel about this? I I would disagree. <laughs> you would disagree. <laughs> you can't tell me a man with really. And you know what? That was mostly Caucasians too, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Or a good you can't tell was, me a man yeah. with really large hands and feet does not have the you know goods to go along with it, right? 
Well, it's, well unless you of know. course they have a condition. And actually, they think micro penis is a condition. What what defines micro penis? Actually, I don't. I will have to. I'd have to look at the statistics specifically. Hmm. But the micro penis. <laughs> Anne's gonna pull out her phone. The micro penis has to be under. I think it's under like an inch and a half really? or something like that, or under two. Oh, yeah, Lord it's pretty mercy. small. It's actually like Ugh. there. It's a le- like legitimate like medical condition thing. And there was um, another uh, article. I th- probably probably BuzzFeed because that tends to be the thing. But it was about women that had dated men with micro penises very interesting um the main oh, well, you know i watched a special about that too right. some guy lost it was a it was a documentary i watched yeah. on netflix and um this guy his he was asked this girl to marry him like yeah. publicly like at a basketball game or something at right. halftime and she like she said no and so he tried to find out what why she said no right and it's she said it was because he had a small penis and she didn't want to oh, no. marry somebody with with something like that all for the rest of her life you know oh, no. um and i can't remember how big his was but yeah so he went around he did this documentary about like is my penis really that small right um it says here micro penis is two and three quarters inch oh two and three quarters inch beneath that so you know you're talking like is that even possible really yes can i interject for you one can second? absolutely interject for one because second because I, I was overhearing what you guys were saying <laughs> um i'm curious based on that little that little uh side story that she's brought up is that a deal breaker for either is that something you would not marry a guy over? Yes. Love of your life. He, yes, it, I, it would be maybe a deal breaker. <laughs> you know, because I think there's there's more to a relationship than just the, the the emotional part. You have to have a good sex life, too. You do. And you know what? I'm a person that enjoys um, intercourse. You know, throw that out there. Everyone <laughs>, laughs. But I do. And for me, that would be something I would be lacking in my relationship. There are people out there that they prefer other things. They prefer other types of intimacy. Like, you know, there's there's oral and manual. And if they're, you're right. a person that, like, prefers that over, it probably doesn't and matter I, as much. And I'm going to put it out there. There are people – there's someone for everybody. And yes. sometimes someone who is bigger, it might not – be a good fit for that person so mm-hmm. sometimes bigger is not better no for everybody's an individual Everyone and is. they might like something that's different than what about you claire so yes no on that on the deal breaker yeah. it would be a deal breaker okay. so then the question is how much money would the guy have to make per year to make it not be a deal breaker it'd still well, be a deal he, breaker if, couldn't he just get it enlarged if he had that much money no no not necessarily he wouldn't necessarily have it. so so the question is what kind of financial security would you need to make that not be a problem he would, it would there wouldn't be a, a financial yeah yeah there's no monetary value to that because yeah. if your sex life sucks i don't care how much money you make your sex life sucks it does it absolutely does it does i'm on board and the, the main thing about the article about the one where they were they it was women had written in like little anecdotes about like what their experiences with micropenis and there were like basically two sides to it either the person they were with was a was their relationship worked when it worked and when they broke up, it didn't have to do with the penis or the guy was a dick from the beginning. And that's why they had, you know, like it right. was really about the personality as opposed to the penis. There was of the 30, there were probably only one or two there. It was like, yeah, no, it was totally, that was the reason. But the rest of them were like, we broke up because he wasn't a good person. Not because of, of, of that specific thing, right. you know? So that was but really surely that didn't help either, right? And there were a couple ones that were like dating aspects where they they'd gone out with someone they didn't know, and they were like um, like surprised by it. And in a couple different instances, if the person was good about it, then it was fine. 
if the person was crappy about it, it was bad. So the other one part about that was if the kid, if the girls would like, so like if they went out with the guy and suddenly, you know, everything's going good, pants start coming off and they, they find it. If he was a good person and a giver, like, like went down on her or made sure that she had a good time good too. Good foreplay. Good foreplay. They didn't seem to, they were like, it was fine. You know, I want to imagine. that marriage yeah. material? Well, the thing was though, most of the, there were a couple of them that were like, that wasn't the reason we didn't keep going out. We didn't keep going out. And they gave the reason why. But you don't, you can't, yeah. say, but I'm sure that's in the back of their I'm heads. I'm sure it's in the back. I'm sure it has to be a factor. But the, the ones that were like, absolutely not. It was because like, he was the, the guy that when they got to that situation, the pants came out. He was like, I don't understand what your problem is. It's like, really? You don't understand what my problem is? <laughs> I think you know what my problem is. <laughs> you might not be able to see it. But Denial. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should know. You should know. You whack that. You know, and the, you feel bad for people like that, but there is someone out there for everyone. Cause, there you is. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really feel that bad for them. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I guess I can see where you come from. But, yeah, you know. you know, if you're a dick or not. But, you know, things fall apart for lots of different reasons, so. That's true. Yes. But I just, I, I think that is kind of a game changer in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, especially, well, maybe not, not if you're looking for something just kind of in the moment kind of thing, but if you're looking long-term like marriage material, right. You know, I, I would seriously consider that as, as almost equal as, as other important things in a relationship is, you know, you got, you got, it's gotta be there. Mm -hmm. It does. That's the guy you're, you know, you're gonna be with. Yeah. And there are some people that are, that have higher sex drives and lower sex drives and there's, there's someone out there for everybody. Right. The main thing is you have to find someone that's on the same page as you. Exactly. You know, it's bad if you're someone that wants it every day and you wind up marrying someone that's an every other week or once a month or that could be a problem. Just yeah. like whether same thing, if you're a once or a month and you wind up with someone that wants it every day, it either, you know, I say a lot, you have to like make con- you have to decide what's a deal breaker for you in exactly. your marriage is this going to work is this going to not work right is that okay for me and some things are compromised like maybe you start to find you enjoy it more so you want it more they start you know if they're the lower end maybe vice versa or maybe you're like oh i'm actually okay not doing it as often but you know i think for the most part you can't leopards don't change their spots if you're an everyday or person or every other day you're probably going to remain that just like if you're right. a once a monther are you really going to be into it well, every yeah, day no way or once a month or right <laughs> i think if you're a once a week or you're not really into <laughs> it <laughs> high five bro <laughs> i'm glad we're on the same page so this i think actually brings up my um topic today for the ask mama claire section as we're still awaiting some more um, questions to come in and this um article popped back into my brain based on a question or discussion i was having with a friend this week who had who had texted me about some dating advice and I'm going to remain very vague, but I think some of it is about personality and how we perceive things on social media when it comes to dating and relationships. And there was an article several weeks back now, um, maybe a month or so ago, and it is about a man who published an article that's five reasons why we can't handle marriage anymore. I don't remember the name of the exact article. The one I pulled it up on isn't actually the one, but he's trying to say why modern marriage doesn't work. So I'm going to give you a little background story. This guy is 28 years old or 29 years old. He met the person he married in 2004, but they didn't marry till 2012. So I have like several questions for this guy and I wish I could like, Hey, can you answer these questions? Cause my bigger, my big questions to start off with are like, how long were you dating before you got married? Um, cause if they met in 2004 and it's 2015, 
and they only got married in 2012. That's eight years between 2004 and 2012. Mm-hmm. So why were you together for eight years and not married if they started dating when they met? Right. Because um, that's a long time. And there's a big difference between a couple that's been together for eight years or did they not only start dating two years before they got married? Then they've only been together five. Right. So that's kind of my one of the big questions I have for him on that. But it sounds like they started dating um, earlier on because of how the things he talks about um, – the, the reasoning behind. So the first reason he comes with is that sex becomes non-existent. Um, and he's if claimed, you let it. if you let it, thank you. <laughs> he, Cause he says, um, I'm an extremely sexual person that I only believe it's important. I believe it's the most important. And he believes it helps to connect people. And it, he's like, he says there's um, something just about touching and kissing, but he's baffled by people who neglect sex, especially younger ones. Um, and he tries to blame things in here. Like, um, life and then um it's not just boredom but he's also talking about like the porn aspect of it a little bit too that you know um that becomes desirable as opposed to your spouse and i think though that that there is telling right off the bat right if you're letting these things distract you are you really that into your spouse exactly i uh, i i it kind of sounds like he's just not trying absolutely um the other one i think is complete and total bullshit too (laughs) Um, oh, I hate this one. <laughs> that financial is... I'm sorry, this whole article is stupid. It, it is. It frustrates me because, you know, finances cripple us. Okay, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I, um, the, the thing that got me here is, oh, I'm too busy paying my bills, so we can't go out and buy each other a nice stuff for our anniversary or go out to dinner, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, first of all, why, why do you not have a budget? Right. I'm one of those money people. I right. can't stand when people are, are uh, very unresponsible with their uh with their uh finances now the it just sounds like oh you know it makes it it makes it sound like money is going to be the most important thing to them and and Mm -hmm. and you know money doesn't buy happiness it really doesn't no um we were very broke um we were college students so i feel very parallel to this guy on some things like our relationship would have been in similar so when he met his um you know ex-wife it was the year jared and i got married and we were broke ass college students. I'm talking broke ass college students. You know, we had, we were paying, both of us were paying student loan bills. We were, you know, barely, you know, we were making, I mean, we had jobs, but we weren't making any ridiculous amount of money. You know, we we're living paycheck to paycheck and using credit cards and everything else. So we found ways around that. Right. We just stopped, we didn't buy things for our birthdays and anniversaries. I still like when I hear about things people buy for their other, like their spouse, I'm like, really? Well, you know, we don't. Yeah. You know, Tim and I, we make we make money, right? And I make, you know, I, I we make enough money, right? And uh, we still don't, we don't buy gifts for each other, right? Like I do if I like out spur of the moment want to do something nice right. for him, um, absolutely. But for you know for Christmas we we didn't give each other gifts. Yeah. Our anniversary we'll maybe go on a trip, but right. you know like this last year we didn't. Just you know, right? It, it's not a big deal. I really, I. Right. I, I so I think stupid. time is very more important. Time is well, very time more spent important. together. More, right. We buy stuff together but, actually because our birth, our anniversary is so close to Christmas. So like one year we got a Keurig for our, our um, you buy the joint gifts. We buy a joint gifts. Beneficial or something for like the house. Well, you know, something, something that practical. we wanted or, you know, we, we got a new TV or we, we went and did something this other time. So we try and take times like that. Like, oh, it's Christmas for our anniversary. Let's do something or right. let's get something you know, together. Joint Tim, decision. Tim not buying me a birthday gift is not going to ruin our marriage. No. And I don't ex- ever expect him to buy me a gift. No. 
I think it's ridiculous that you they're placing so much uh, yes. emphasis on the money part and and feeling I, like they need to give each other all this monetary right. stuff in order to feel like they have a, a fulfilling relationship and makes it just makes no sense to me. Absolutely. And this number three is kind of where the discussion with the, my other friend came in is uh, we're more connected than ever before, but completely disconnected at the same time. And I'm going to read some of this because I just oh my god hurts my brain. <laughs> um. Let's face it, the last time you spoke to the person that you love, you didn't even hear their voice. Um, it's all through told through a text message, through an app, through Pinterest. There's no physical connection to anything anymore. Um, we've developed relationships through things. And he's trying. he also goes on to say that when they first met, he um, there wasn't Facebook and they weren't online and every you had to do everything in person. And I'm like, you guys met in 2004. And Jared and I got married in 2004. We dated for two years. 90% of our relationship was funded on AOL, you know, maybe not 90, but a chunk of it was. We spent yeah. a ton of time talking on AOL Instant Messenger. Well, and Tim and I text all the time. We still do. Absolutely. I mean, that's our main form of communication right now. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, if, if obviously there's a communication problems in general here. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it is important to, to, to connect face and face to face. Absolutely. Um, but you know, you know, when I'm at work, I don't want Tim calling me every day. No. I, you know, I don't need to hear his voice. You know, it's not going to make our relationship any no. better. Um, honestly, we, I mean, texting is our main form. So I just, uh, yeah, uh, this is pretty stupid. It sounds like, again, they're not trying. They're not and, trying. Well, and we use, um, we text all the time. We spend a lot of time texting throughout the day. And actually, in that way, we're more connected. And I think I said to, I said to this person, too, I think it's content over the how. Right. What are you talking about? Is it fluff or is it substantial? Right. And, you know, like... We don't get a chance to, like, really, am I going to call my husband at work 14 times a day to say I love you? Go through and read our text messages. Half of them are, I love you. I can't wait to see you tonight. I love you and I like you. Like, it's to the point of funny. But I get that constant, like, connection throughout the day because we do have that. You know, I get a Snapchat, you know back you know if i snap a funny picture you know to be like hey this is me and my cube i'll get one back going you know you're really pretty today hey that's awesome like i wouldn't have gotten that if i called him on the phone once at lunch you know like right. we get those little moments throughout the day which is more connected than we were before but i will say this mm -hmm. nothing when this is one of my biggest pet peeves if you're out to dinner yes. times that you are really truly truly face to face the last thing I want to see is you playing on your damn phone. I totally the, am in agreement. Absolutely, yes. I think once you, when you get the chance to actually talk face to face, that is really important for a relationship. Right. But when you're not together, yeah, you do. I mean, the technology is great. You know, use it. Right. Or in 2015. Yes. You know, it, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. I've so. actually seen a trend amongst our friends lately, where um, when we all get together, I don't see phones like I used to. Mm -hmm. I see that I don't yeah, like the good. last year or so it feels like all of a sudden like where people I think are on their phones more I think people are on it less and I, I, I don't know if it's just you know people have gone like back to it um, but you know there is that I do think there is some problems with the with texting especially when you're first starting out you don't know tone you can read True. into things um, it can make it very confusing especially if you don't know but it can also be kind of like you're not um, you know like you're not over demanding and, yes. and you're not that person who, um, you know, is, is always trying to get a hold of them. You right. know what I mean? It's a, it's a really kind of passive way to kind of get to know somebody right. without actually forcing them to be on a date together, right. you know, getting coffee or, you know, whatever, you know, you can kind of get to know each other a little bit, kind of get a feel for each right. other without, 
um, making that that leap into okay, here you are in front of me. Now right. I have this awkward, you know. Well, and we're all very situation. busy. Yeah, we all don't have time, especially with like the rise of internet dating. The I, the thing that you would text a little bit first is huge, and yeah. I know I've had discussions with several people too. Not only do you text, but you kind of like, especially in this day and age of Tinder and all of the online datings. It is very, very, very common for that person to ask about your sexual preferences early on in the discussion. Exactly. Because it is important to a lot of people. It's become more acceptable for it to be important. And you have to kind of know, like, you know, if you only have three nights a week to go out on dates, do you do you want to waste it with someone that is not even close to your same page? I wouldn't even waste my time. Right. And so I think, you know, especially once, you, especially if you if you text a little bit and make plans for a date, that's one thing. But if you are texting for longer than a few days and you're not making plans that you're still feeling it out, you're going to get those questions. Actually, you know, my sister just had a situation like this. She, yeah. um, she was, uh, she met this guy yeah. through another friend and they were at a party or a wedding mm-hmm. or something. And, um, she found him attractive yeah. and it's like, okay, she got his phone number. Right. He got hers. So he started, he te- gave her a text. Right. And, um, so my sister's like, oh, cool. You know, he texts me, blah, right. you know, so she texts him back and then he would text back like immediate, like Im- immediately. Right. And so, you know, at first my sister's like, okay, you know, you know, I'll, I'll humor this, whatever. And she, she was, you know, casually texting back and forth. Right. Well, it turned into, uh, I'm going to text you every hour of every day. And if Carrie doesn't, and my, that's my sister, if yeah. she doesn't text back in, you know, within 50, 50 minutes, he's like, are you ignoring me? You know, are you, right. why aren't you texting me back? And my sister's like, okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> I didn't, I don't even, I, I can weed you out right now. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I will never go on a date with you just because you know, this whole texting thing, I'm done with you. Right. I won't even give you a chance. No. And I, uh, I agree with her. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad she only got to the point of texting. Right. Cause some of it is kind of telling you kind of, you know, it's good to see someone in person too. Cause they can be entirely different in person via text, which is always a good thing. Well, to you know, see. That, that, I mean, he probably was annoying even in person. Probably. <laughs> so I'm just glad she figured it out before right. she even got to actually like go on a date oh, with yeah. him. So as, as I am the social profiler, like there's, <laughs> you are. I am, I am totally really the social are. profiler and people can try and deny it, but they think like they're all like, like I, I can peg someone so fast and not the peg that you're thinking, the other peg, the actual, like <laughs> I can figure someone out really pretty quickly. You know, little things when people slip up, I go, um, you know, that that says about you, right? You know, there's little things out there that little yep. tiny nuances to how people behave. And you're like, you just gave away your whole personality. Exactly. You know, like if someone sends you a thousand selfies, you know, things like that are kind of telling. So what do you peg me as? What do I peg you as? As in like what? Like. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, our penis gallery is shouting from the background and none of you can hear. Um, Jared Sampson just said a whore from, from far. <laughs> And I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, Yes. I don't know. It's hard to like profile you because I've known you forever. You know, like I've grown up together, you know, like actually I can, I can, I can analyze your relationship because I have over the years because I've known you guys. Go for it. Okay. Though you are more alpha in your relationship than Tim. I'm definitely alpha. Yes. You make the decisions. Uh You guys, however, work as a team on a lot of things. 
more so than a lot of other people. For example, if yard work needs to be done, you guys go and do the yard work together. If laundry needs to be done, one of you will do the laundry. I actually... Tim does a lot of it. I I actually, I don't even... I do my own laundry. He does his own own laundry. Um, But, you know, it's cute watching... I'm sorry. I love watching you guys with the baby. It is cute. (laughs) Because, you know what? I heard neither of you go... Hey, you need to change this baby. Your baby is now six months old. I have seen you, and I've seen you in the vicinity of your child a lot. Neither of you has looked at the other one going, your kid needs to be changed. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how we are. And actually, a good example, you know, last night, you know, we put her to bed, and she's Mm -hmm. pretty clockwork. She goes to bed at 8 o'clock every Mm -hmm. night, and she's sound asleep. But, you know, she rustles. You know, she's only six months. So she's so, you know, she gets up, and she kind of, you know, cries a little bit. So we were actually taking turns. Yeah. Tim got up right away and went and checked on her, Mm -hmm. gave her back her pacifier, and, you know. And then, you know, an hour later, same thing, my turn. I went up. And we didn't even, like, we didn't even say anything to each other. I didn't go, hey, Tim, it's your turn. You know, we just knew, oh, Tim, I, you know, yeah. Tim went last time, I'll go up this time. So, you know, we're, we're really a 50-50. You are very much so. I, I feel like a lot of times it's a very similar relationship to your parents. I think, like, your, your That's mom. That's very true, yeah. Your mom is yeah. very alpha uh. but you're... Oh, God. You know what, though? Your parents have been married how many years, though? Like 30-something. 30-something, you know? And they're really happy still. Yeah. You know, should you should be so lucky, right? To be married that long and still be into your partner. Are you crying? I am very hormonal today. It's Blair. cute. You oh were my so, god! No, no crying. <laughs> oh my gosh! I couldn't. I was trying. I sent Anne this article this week about working parents. I sent it to Anne and Aaron, and I'm like, I'm like at work trying not to cry like a bitch in my cube. So I sent it to him, and then like I'm trying to tell Jared about it today, and I'm same thing. I'm crying like a little. I'm like I can't even tell him about it. I'm like. <laughs> And there's just tears. It's hilarious. Yeah. Leave it to Claire. And then she makes everybody else cry because she's so teary. And then she oh. finds the sappy stuff. And Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. I'm I'm, I'm the waterworks. I am so the waterworks. It has been forever. Like... What? She's, she's got she's to run the mama. Oh. And ask for a beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a beer, bitch. <laughs> no, she just clinks her ring on the side of the thing. Oh, really? Yeah, That's, yeah. I like it. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'll um, do that. I'd have been up like, what you need? I got what it. you need? I got <laughs> My mother-in-law good training. is awesome. And she... Stella, uh, please. What? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Jared, um, Anne was asking for a beer, and so Jared is like trying... Or Jared is telling her how she needs to do it. So, my mother-in-law is amazing, as I've talked about her many times. And so she has trained my father-in-law that if she has a wine glass or any sort of glass in her hand, if it's empty and he doesn't see it, she just taps her ring a couple times, just click, click, click. And he's like, from anywhere, will be like, what, what, wait. Yep. That is, <laughs> and that he is hops up. genius. I love it. And you know what? He doesn't I ever. Have training to do at home. He never complains either. He just gets it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I missed your empty glass. Oh, it's, it's, it's like the waiter so nice. that feels bad that, you know, they missed filling your Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got, I got some work to do when I get home. What is this? Delicious. Whiskey in a glass. Should be in your mouth. Now they're making her drink whiskey. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh. oh, that's really good. Okay. Bought it. I'm a lush. Oh. oh, that's so good. <laughs> We're having some lovely whistle pig now. Um, introduced to us by the fabulous, wonderful Nick Prohl, who is, well, <laughs> Steve is unhappy. Nick Prohl introduced it to you. No, he introduced me to the $200 bottle version. Okay. Nick Prohl introduced him to a $200 uh, bottle version. And uh, Mr. Nick... <laughs> Um, they, 
they um oh my goodness you all suck (laughs) what were we even talking about i don't even know (laughs) we're talking about and i was trying to be wondering in the ding in the ring on the the grass like training your husband training your husband i was trying to like throw out to nick prohl who's the co-host of you know um you're gonna get a disease <laughs> yeah, I'm on point tonight, people. How many beers are you in? I'm Just like one. I'm it's like, like a, a third. I'm a third. Like two drinks in. Oh, okay. I know. You know that's why you're my hero. Because like there are two people on this planet I cannot match drink for drink. You and my sister-in-law. <laughs> I, I mm-hmm. will be so shit faced. There have been times where I'm like, I'm gonna keep up with you, and like four beers nope. in, I'm like on the floor falling over, and I'm still sober. I'm and still sober. <laughs> You're my favorite party person, and always. Have oh, thanks. Been. I do like to party. It's okay. It's a good thing. My favorite moment ever I like, was. I have fun. Was I think I talked about it a while ago? We were up um, at New Year's a couple years ago. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I woke up because somebody is um, snoring on my bedroom in my bedroom on the floor. Someone passed out in there. I'm like, who the fuck is snoring? And I hear Ann giggle from downstairs because your <laughs> giggle is amazing. I hear you giggle, and you're like, and they're like, let's go play cards against humanity. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll get back up. <laughs> Oh, between that and saving um, Brian from sudden death when yeah. he tried to puke all yeah. over himself, yeah, Doctor and to the to the rescue. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Yeah, yeah. do that kind of stuff. That was nice of you. Yeah, and I don't do puke. No, but yeah, Ugh. I remember that. That was that was a fun time, except for the you know, yeah, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I I do like to have a good time. That's okay. And that that I mean, since I can remember, since I was what fourteen, I was out having a good time yeah <laughs> it hasn't stopped uh, if i've right. toned down a bit though you now you have absolutely yeah, you know that kind of happens when you have a kid no no but humans you know, I always animals kept my, yeah and i always kept my 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 shit straight you, you know did. Like i i was pretty i'm pretty focused yes and i i i'm the kind of person 110 percent, and whether it's school right whether it's drinking yes or partying or whatever it is mm-hmm. i make sure i'm as best as I can be and on my game. So absolutely. And I think you've, you've been that way for so long too. Just, I think, you know, we were talking earlier about things that people wouldn't expect about you. And I think the, that you are so much fun outside not that you're not fun at work, but like you are so much fun in like all of the areas that you expect, like the party hard, like hot train wreck to be fun. But then (laughs) you're also like, you have your stuff together and that's awesome. Not everyone can do that. That's a lot of hats. I know how to separate the two and yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, it takes some work, but you know, it does. Anybody can master that, <laughs> but you got to do it if you want to keep having fun. Right. Do all the things. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you overdo it, you can't have fun anymore. So. Right. And you know, I think, you know, that when you talked about like the, the profiling, I think that was the, one of the things that has made you and Tim adjust to parenting very well for first time parents. You guys are like rock star first time parents. And I think it's because you guys just take it as it comes. Well, I mean, how well, I mean, uh, that's just kind of how life is. Don't is. cry again. You're crying. <laughs> oh, because it's so sweet. It's so cute. I know. I'm sorry. I'm a hot mess I think today. the cutest thing, though, is how yeah. Tim has taken the responsibility. Oh, my God. It's so cute. Because if anybody knows my husband, he yes. is, um, he, I don't want to say he, he lacks responsibility, but he is, he likes to have a good time, and he also... Responsibility is a little lower on the priority right. list. Right. Like, you know, he never, you know, when we first got married, you know, kids were kind of like an afterthought. We right. weren't really like, oh, I want, I'm getting married because I want kids. You know, right. we weren't that kind of people. Um, and when I turned 30 was when I'm like, okay, maybe I should have kids. <laughs> and then when Tim turned 30, yeah, when that was coming up, we were like, okay, you know, I think we, we do want to try this. And, uh, you know, and, uh, he actually, 
you know, he is an amazing father. He yeah. really is. He he just he he that little girl's got his his you know him oh, wrapped around her finger. <laughs> well, you know, um, just I mean, and he she is such a daddy's girl. Like he makes her smile. He is. I mean, he's on it twenty four seven. And um, yeah, he he's uh, he's an awesome dad. So I'm really you know well, it's it's good. It's really he's good. a pretty optimistic person. Yes, like and that's I, true. And you know I that's seen one him down thing. Very that's, often. Yeah, and when it, when he is down, it's it it's. It brings every, it brings me down. Yes. It brings everybody down because he's not usually like that. You know, right. we've had a hard you know six months. You have, and the fact that you so. guys are doing so rock star is is crazy. Because well, you, have you know, been but you know, the thing is though, when you have a kid, and I guess anybody would would know this when they right. have a kid, uh, when bad things happen, they're like light. Yes, it's like the one good thing in your life. You know, right. So. It is. Stop. You're going to make me cry. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Nah, I'm trying not cry. to. But they do. They, and especially because you, you know, are a new mom. Honestly, like, I don't think we could have gotten through the stuff that we've been through in the last six months if it wasn't for oh God, having a kid. you me cry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it's true. But you know? they do. So I was like, oh, you know what? We were supposed to have her at that time. Because, right. you, know, you know, Tim probably would have lost a job. Right. Regardless. Whether she was yeah. born or not. And right. Shitty timing. And not that right. losing your job is ever good timing. But... Like, you know, I, you know, I make enough money and right. he could maybe not work and, you know, whatever, but it, it was two weeks into my unpaid maternity leave. Right. The shittiest timing. And it was less than a month after he got a spectacular performance review. Yeah. So it was just really crappy. Like he thought he was going somewhere in that company and right. then he, it, it, it hurt his ego. You yeah. know, he was just like, you know, this was going to be my career. Right. I worked my tail off. I was one of the best employees there. Right. And then they just canned him like it was nothing. Especially when you get a review like that. That's exactly. the hardest part. If, if they had given him a review that, like, you know, we have some areas that you need to work on, I think he wouldn't have been so blindsided. Regardless of what anybody else would say, think, feel, whatever about his performance there, his review said he was doing a great exactly. job. Exactly. And that was less than a month. And then on top of it, you know, we just had a baby. Right. You know, Absolutely. it's like, okay, what, you know, whatever. And it's one of those things. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, bad timing, you know, and it kind of kicked him in the ass to do something he really enjoyed doing. Because, you know, 2020, you know, hindsight, or this 2020, yeah. you look back and you're like, it's like, you know, I really wasn't that happy there. Right. He goes, I learned that job in two weeks. Right. He could do it with his eyes closed, his arms tied behind his back. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? I totally it, understand. He's like, he's like a monkey could do that job. Oh, yeah. You know I, what I mean? So it, yep. it, he's like, you know, maybe this was my kick in the butt to do something that I, you know, to, to make myself a little bit better and right. do, do something I really do enjoy doing. And, you know, he did get another job and, and it, he's, I don't say he's happier he's right. maybe about the same i mean i guess the money's about you know mm-hmm. the same if you know a little better but he's um you know he, he he's going through a little crossroad right now right. and I, you know he he, he kind of knows what is going to make him really right. happy in the long run so i think he got a chance that i think down the road especially in retrospect you guys are going to look back and because he got chance a chance to spend time with that baby yes he actually kind of yeah. got a paternity leave in a, in, a, in a sense um yeah. when i went back to work he actually stayed home with her for a good two right. months and i think i and talk- i think that's when they really yes. bonded i think yeah i've talked about there's a daddy learning curve you know, as moms, we're pregnant for nine months and we find out so early now, especially if you're trying, you find out and you have like 36 weeks to go before you have that baby right. and you spend that whole time processing and becoming a parent and taking care of something beside yourself and dads, no matter how freaking excited they are for a child, 
there's a learning curve. They're not used to like having to care for another individual like you have to care for an infant. Right. And so there's a bit of a learning curve. Just like as we're pregnant, we have a learning curve too, but we're pregnant. You don't notice it as much, you know, like, yeah, we start watching what we eat and things like that. But there are other times you're like, God damn it. I want that. And like, you yeah. go, go and have a subway when you're not supposed to, or things like, you know, I want that blue cheese. I've talked to some people that are like that. So there's things like that, that, you know, it can take them some time to adjust to that, having to care for someone else. And then you have the, the relationship aspect too, where the moms have to adjust to, you know, having a kid too. There's a lot of adjustment period, but like, I think because he got to spend that one-on-one time, he shortened his length of the, you know, sometimes what can be like the daddy learning curve. Right. Exactly. And you know, I, like I said, it was like really when they bonded. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think everything happens for a reason. I'm, yeah. I'm a, and I'm a true believer in karma. So, yeah. um, you know, the bad shit that's happened to us, it's going to come around. Absolutely. You know? it's so, you know, and, and, and we're better off. Yeah. You know, now, now the time has passed a little bit more and, you know, something right now things are kind of falling in place for us as well. So, um, yeah, so we're, you know, he's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad he got that two weeks or two months of, uh, you know, spending time with her. And I remember the first few days he was like texting me constantly back to the texting thing. Without texting. Right. Oh, because you guys came over. It could have been a lot worse. She was itty, itty, bitty. I mean, tiny, tiny. And, um you'd said something like he'd forgotten the bottle or something. There was no nipple for the bottle. It was one of those two things. And it's like face, like, you know, uh, face palm. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Cause that's, oh, that is a new parent thing to do. Yeah. You know, like you, you can tell the people that like just are, um, that I have a hard time. Like we, I went to the zoo once with some people and their kid was in their first year, but we're like six months in no diapers, no formula. Like no bottle. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Uh, th- these people in general, every time we went somewhere, they'd forgotten something major. Like it's like <laughs> because I forgot my kids' food. This this one um <laughs> this one parent and this is actually the mom, not the dad, mind you. We get there. I gave them explicit directions on where we're supposed to meet. They didn't get there. Shows up, you know the stroller, the kid, she has a purse that is the size of most people's diaper bags and they didn't have a fucking bottle. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? You just keep one in there all the time anyways. So uh, you know, it was one of those things like, how do you uh, not have food for your ch- child? And what? that's why some yeah. people should not procreate. 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 <laughs> I hope you're not good friends with them. Uh, not anymore. Hooray. <laughs> Side note. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. But we're going to throw a shout out out there then to all of the wonderful, wonderful dads that are there out there yep. that, you know, make this co-parenting thing work. Because yeah. there's a lot of them. I, I don't know. I couldn't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. F definitely. That noise. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm glad I have a good partner. And so. Me too. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like um, Jared especially was always. Jared's a good dad. He's a, a good, good dad. dad. And he, yeah. he always was a good dad. When I went back to work after being off, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> he went from being a really great dad to spectacular. He just did. Like, everything that, like, he stepped up and, oh, they're going to spill this time. The little boys the, and he'd be filled, yes. he did it. He did he everything. And, and he's yeah. just, like, I thought he was great before, and now he's, like, spectacular. I know. He actually, you um, yeah. you realize just how how awesome your spouse is mm-hmm. when you do have kids. You do. Yeah. You know, I, you know, Tim and I, I, we, our relationship definitely is a lot yeah. stronger now. Yeah. You know, just, you know, we, we've been tested. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the last few months and, uh, 
um, he stepped it up definitely. Because yeah. you know we not only have some good spouses, but you know we've got a lot of other great dads that are out on this That's disease true. network too, and not just dads. We've got That's some really true. good uncles. You know we got you know and, um, Steve and, and Luke have, are great uncles, and then you've got you know Nick and, they're, and they're all the wonderful guys on, fathers to their yeah. little fur babies. And um, yep, we've got some we've got some great ones out there. <laughs> yep, so speaking of other shows. Um, everybody out there, don't forget to listen to the other great shows that are out there in the disease network. You know, they've got some good content out there. And like I said, we've got some good dads, uncles and whatnot out there that, um, you know, deserve some listens. And then, um, also if you have any questions for ask mama Claire, please feel free to email me. It's askmamaclaire at gmail.com. And I've been asked to spell it. So ask a S K mama, M A M A Claire, C L A R E at gmail.com. And for those that didn't realize it, my parents can't spell. So there's no I in Claire, just FYI. You can it's also, unique. <laughs> it's unique. You can also <laughs> hit me up at Disease Network has VD, and that's you know how it should be spelled, at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at AdFadgeDialogues. Um, so thank you, Anne, for coming and hanging out You're with me welcome. tonight. It's been great fun. I know we've segued a couple of times. But, you know, <laughs> that is and, how we do. You know, we can probably talk pretty like five more five podcasts, five more I'm pretty sure right? <laughs> we could probably spend four hours just yeah. reminiscing about all the weird this stories just hitting the surface I this think. is just the surface because we've spent a lot of years together so that's <laughs> the way it goes I, I, I yeah so ask mama claire she knows it all i do and she does or if i don't i will find out for you so <laughs> thanks again for listening and remember if you're not gonna if you're not gonna wrap it go home and whack it thank you guys cheers no, 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 no.